This podcast is presented to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church in Lubbock, Texas. For more information, visit faithchurchlubbock.com. And if I'm not careful, I will major on those challenges instead of majoring on the things of God. And one of the secrets to majoring on the things of God is, is just to be thankful. To always remember to be thankful because anytime I become thankful to God, I'm, I'm reminding myself of what He's done for me in the past. And so, man, I'm telling you guys today, I'm very thankful because if God wasn't a merciful God and God wasn't a gracious God, I would be eternally in hell. So I thank God for His grace and His mercy. I thank God that He sent His Son for me. And so that's where we got to get. Psalm 40, verse 10 the psalmist said this, I have declared your faithfulness. Deuteronomy 7, 9 in the message says, He is a God you can depend on. Now, I really like that. He is a God you can depend on. So let's begin Psalm 119. I'm going to read verses 89 and 90. And it says, Forever, O Lord, forever, your word is settled in heaven. Your word stands firm. And so... Though, though times and seasons may change, and our society may change, and human opinion may change, and philosophies may change, the Word of God and the constancy of the Word of God and the authority of the Word of God, it'll never change. It will never change. Keep reading with me. Your faithfulness endures or continue or extends to all generation, and you establish the earth, and it abides. It stands. And so you begin to see right here, the things of God, guys, they're not going to change. Regardless of how society changes and people's opinions change, God's word's forever settled in heaven. And God is a faithful God. Now, go with me to the book of Joshua chapter 4. Joshua chapter 4. And so as you're turning there, I encourage you, just, just remember in your life how faithful God's been. And I, I believe when we begin to do that, that's just a form of praise. To praise God is to thank God. And so, you know, King David said, man, I'll bless the Lord at all times. I'll praise and His praise shall continually be in my mouth. And so that's where we get just to really highlight the word faithfulness today. Joshua 4, verse 1. And it came to pass when all the people had completely crossed over the Jordan that the Lord spoke to Joshua, saying, Take for yourselves twelve men from the people, one man from every tribe, and command them, saying, Take for yourself twelve stones from here, out of the midst of the Jordan, from the place where the priest's feet stood firm. You shall carry them over with you and leave them in the lodging place, where you lodge tonight. So when I read that right there, he charges 12 men from the 12 tribes. Now the 12 tribes are, are the sons or the, the family of Jacob. That's who that comes out of, and that's where we get the 12 tribes of Israel. So for every tribe, and you can go back and look, that would be Judah and Ishakar and Dan, Naphtali, I can't think of them all real quick, Manasseh, Ephraim, those would be the twelve, Levi. And so right here as they crossed the Jordan, he said, I want every one of you from these twelve tribes to pick up a stone from the Jordan River. 
and take them to the lodging place where we're going to lodge tonight. Now, why would he have told them to do that? Well, keep reading with me, and we'll fill in the blanks here. Verse 4. Then Joshua called the twelve men who had pointed from the children of Israel, one man from every tribe, and Joshua said to them, Cross over before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of the Jordan, and each one of you take up a stone on his shoulder, according to the number of tribes of the children of Israel, that this may be a sign among you, when your children ask in time to come, saying, What do these stones mean to you? So one of the reasons that he had them to take these stones was to spark conversation with their children and future generations for them to be reminded of what happened with their founding forefathers, but also for them to remember, man, God has blessed us. God has taken care of us. Verse 7. Then you shall answer them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it crossed over the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off, and these stones shall be a memorial to the children of Israel forever. Now they will be a a remembrance. They will be a recorded writing, a record of everything that he did. Now these stones, guys, weren't to be idols, to be worshipped. Rather, these were testimonials. And every time they saw those stones, those stones would scream out, faithful. God is faithful and he's always been faithful. And those those stones would scream out, praise me, honor me, look to me. And every one of us in this room, we can anchor our heart to a God whose overwhelming track record, it never changes God has been faithful not only to them. And so I can't, I can't ever forget the memorials. I can't ever forget the things that God's done in my life. And I don't believe any of us ever can. So think about that. In his faithfulness. He's faithful. Same chapter. Verse 19. Now the people came up from the Jordan on the tenth day of the first month. And they camped in Gilgal on the east border of Jericho. So here we are today to a city called Gilgal. Now the place Gilgal has some incredible significance, and we're going to learn about it. But Gilgal was actually the very first place that the Israelites' feet stepped on the promised land. This is the first time they went into the promised land. Now when they went in here, guys, they didn't throw a big party and have a celebration because they had many more battles to fight. But Gilgal was their base their, their base camp for all their uh, military maneuvers. It was a little over a mile northeast of the city of Jericho. Now, we understand with Jericho that eventually that would be the first city that the Israelites would capture. Remember when they captured Jericho? They marched around it six times, and on the seventh time, they shouted, and the walls came down. So this is what begins to take place. So now we're here at Gilgal, verse 18, or verse 20. And these twelve stones, which they took out of the Jordan, Joshua set up in Gilgal. A constant reminder. Man, every time they would go past and they'd see those, those stones. Then he spoke to the children of Israel, saying, When your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What are these stones? Now, you know, as human beings, it's very easy for us to get over the things happened to us in the natural. 
I mean, you may tell your kids about what a great football player you were. You may tell them about what a great baseball player you were, about what a great artist you were or musician. And I don't believe there's anything wrong with that. But I do believe it's important when we learn to highlight the great things that God has done for us spiritually. That every one of us in here, we ought to be reminded of that every day. Man, God has been good to me. So this is what's happening here. Verse 22. Then you shall let your children know, saying, Israel crossed over this Jordan on dry land. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan before you until you had crossed over, as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up before us until we had crossed over. That all the people of earth may know the hand of the Lord. And, and that phrase there, the hand of the Lord, that, that word means by which a, a accomplishment it took place. And so when he talks about this, when he says they'll know the hand of the Lord, it's they'll know the accomplishment of the Lord. They'll know what God did for us here. That is your might. That is your mighty that you may fear the Lord your God forever. And so once again, these were visible reminders. But every one of us in here, just like the children of Israel, we will face adversity in life. And often, the adversity that we face, it literally pushes us into divine destiny. That's not always fun when you're going through adversity. But be reminded of this. Sometimes this is what has to happen for us to get there. To continue to look to God. And if I'll fear God, and I'll trust God, God will get me there. He'll keep leading me there. You know in Psalms 23 it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pasture. He leads me by the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Now right there, all that is to say, God's going to take care of me. I'm going to trust Him. But in Psalm 23, verse 4, it said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. There's times every one of us are in that valley. It's not a fun place to be. But if you'll note there, He said, Yea, though I walk through the valley. There is some adversity. He didn't say, I'm going to camp there. I'm going to walk through it, for the Lord is with me. His rod and His staff comfort me. And so all that is, is trusting God. Now, for each one of us in life, we're going to face some confrontations. Whether that's obstacles, whether that's opponents, but the key is this, that I don't face uh, or, or focus the whole, my whole thought, my whole train of thought on the problems. I focus on God. And I continue to look to God. And I continue to call out to God. And this, I believe, is what he was teaching the children of Israel. Now turn to chapter 5, and we're going to begin in verse 9. I want to give you a verse, and you can just mark this one down. Lamentations 3.23 says, Every morning, great is thy faithfulness. Every morning, great is thy faithfulness. You know how great God's faithfulness is? How many of you have gotten up real early one morning and never wondered if the sun was going to come up? I've never wondered that one time. You know why? Because God's faithful. God is the very one who told the sun when to rise and he told the sun when to set. God's the one who told the stars when to twinkle. 
And so you can count on his faithfulness because every morning, great is his faithfulness. So one of the lessons from Gilgal we can learn real quick, don't have spiritual amnesia. Don't ever forget what God's done. So here we are in Joshua 5. Look with me in verse 9. Then the Lord said to Joshua, This day I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. This day I've rolled away the reproach from Egypt from you. All the bondage that you had in Egypt. Now think just for a little bit here. Man, they they had it bad in Egypt. And the word reproach really means all your shame and your disgrace. And he said, I've rolled you from the reproach of Egypt. So you know how that looks for me and you? When we receive Jesus as Lord of our life, you know what happens? God rolls away the reproach of our former life. Whether it was bondage, whether it was shame, whether it was uh, guilt, disgrace. I'd venture to say every one of us in this room have some form of shame or disgrace. Now, this morning when you leave, you're welcome to take one of these rocks. And this is just a little stone, and on it is Joshua 5.9. And I believe it's important that we have visual reminders at times where I can look and I never forget what Jesus has done for me. I never forget. Guys, I I would have a list of dirty laundry of my past. And if I had a chalkboard today and started writing up here some of the sin of my life, some of you would be appalled. You would look and say, how is that dude standing up there preaching today? I can tell you how. Because the blood of Jesus rolled away my reproach. And he brought me right into alignment with him. Now, when, when this was spoken here, what the Lord was wanting was he was wanting to give the Israelites an opportunity to come back into covenant with him. To go ahead and receive what he did. And to come back into covenant with God. Understand with a covenant, it takes two. God doesn't ever blow his side of the covenant, Okay. If the covenant of God's aren't fulfilled, you know who its fault is? Ours as people. And I can't keep living in sin and think I can press a button and get instant Jesus and instant blessing. So right here, when he talks about this, he's wanting to come back into alignment with him. So he says, I've rolled away the reproach of Israel from you. Therefore, the name of this place is called Gilgal to this day. This is why Gilgal had great significance. Gilgal also had great significance. In 1 Samuel 11, the prophet Samuel at one time said, we've got to go back to Gilgal and offer sacrifices were there. In other words, we're going back to Gilgal and we're going to the altars there. Say, we have altars right here. You can come to these altars every time you come in here. And that was one of the significance of Samuel. He said, we've got to get back to Gilgal. Keep reading. Now the children of Israel camped in Gilgal, and they kept the Passover on the 14th day of the month at twilight on the plains of Jericho. Now you know what this signified here? The people demonstrated their obedience, but also their faith in God by celebrating the Passover. Remember what the Passover meant? 
I'm going to tell you, on that day, people, the, the firstborn of that household was killed. And so they never forgot it. Remember, the spirit of death would come into the city, and the only way they would be protected if there was the blood of a lamb that was over their doorposts and their lintels. Well, guess what? We have a blood too. The blood of Jesus. I encourage you daily, speak the blood over your life. Don't ever forget the power of the blood of Jesus. Keep reading, verse 11. And they ate of the produce of the land on the day after the Passover, unleavened bread and parched grain on the very same day. Then the manna ceased on the day after they had eaten the produce of the land, and the children of Israel no longer had manna, but they ate the food of the land of Canaan that year. You know why I read that? This was the first time in 40 years that God hadn't rained down manna. For 40 years, six days a week, God rained down manna. And you know what that's got written all over it? Faithfulness. Faithfulness. And so when you look at the, the, the Passover, he's faithful. When they looked at the manna, all it was was a continual reminder. God is faithful. He's going to take care of us. And, and not only that, God's a different maker. He's the difference maker. He's the one that will help us. And so all this in Gilgal said this. Man, I've got to live for God. I can never get away from his faithfulness. I can't ever give up on what he's done for me. Now, I want you to go to the book of Judges, chapter 2. Judges, chapter 2. Just right there to your right, and you'll come into Judges. Judges, chapter 2, verse number 1. And we're really going to kick into to some significance of Gilgal today. Judges 2, verse 1. Then the angel of the Lord came up from Gilgal to Bochum. And he said, I led you up from Egypt and brought you to the land which I swore to your fathers. And I said, I will never break my covenant with you. Now when God says never, he means it, okay? And I think as human beings at times we have problems with that. Because as, as human beings, I, I may make my children a promise and say, I'm never going to do that. But I, I, I break that. Understand this, when God says, I'll never break my covenant with you, you can go to the bank on it, okay? Now, the point of this verse here I really want you to see here is, the angel of the Lord came from Gilgal. And he came from Gilgal to Bochum. And it says here, and I led you up from Egypt. Many times when you reference the angels of the Lord in the Bible, it will say the angel of the Lord showed up and he said this. The angel of the Lord showed up and he did this. But it was real interesting to me, and this is what began to jump out on this. It told specifically where the angel of the Lord came from. And he said, I brought you out of Egypt. So this angel had been with them a long time. But when it said the angel of the Lord came up from Gilgal, you know what that shows me? He resided in Gilgal. That angel really felt at home at Gilgal. So it was important of, of spiritual significance there. And so he says, I came up from Gilgal to go to Bochum. So what's happened in Bochum? Well, keep reading. 
And you shall make no covenant with the inhabitants of this land. You shall tear down their altars, but you have not obeyed my voice. Why have you done this? So they did exactly what he asked them not to do. He said, don't come into covenant with the, the inhabitants of the land. They're gods. That's still a word for us to this day, guys. There's only one God. In Deuteronomy, it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one God. Now, I don't know if you see it around town, but I see these bumper stickers that say coexist. I have a hard time with those guys, and I'm not knocking other people's religion. I'm just saying what I believe. I believe the Bible, okay? And the Bible's very clear. There is no other God. And so be very careful how you view other gods. I'm not saying to judge people, okay? Keep reading, verse 3. Therefore, I also said, I will not drive them out before you, but they shall be thorns in your side. You know what he's telling them? When you start messing around with these other people's gods, their gods will ultimately be thorns in your They will trip you up. And their gods shall be a snare to you. Their gods will be a trap to you. Now, God's warned people for, forever on these lines, and they were. This was part of the downfall of the Israelites. They wouldn't heed this. Verse 4. So it was when the angel of the Lord spoke these words to all the children of Israel that the people lifted up their voices and they wept. You know why? They knew they had disobeyed God. Verse 5. Then they called the name of that place Bochum, and they sacrificed there to the Lord. The word for Bochum means weeping or weepers. That was the meaning of it. Verse 6. And when Joshua had dismissed the people, the children of Israel went to each his own inheritance to possess the land. So the people served the Lord all the days of Joshua. And all the days of the elders who outlived Joshua, who'd seen all the great works of the Lord which he had done for Israel. Now Joshua the son of Nun... The servant of the Lord died when he was 110 years old. Now look at that real close in there. What was the title of Joshua? The servant of the Lord. Wouldn't that be great to have on your tombstone? Now he didn't get that just by accident. There was reason he was called the servant of the Lord. So let's think here just for a little bit. Joshua dies at 110 years old. Can you imagine all the things he's seen for 110 years? The faithfulness of God. Joshua came up out of Egypt, guys. And remember Joshua, growing up, he had seen the ten plagues that came after him. Joshua had witnessed the Passover. Joshua was one of them. That he walked to the Red Sea and he saw the Red Sea split. Now I'm telling you all this. This was a man who witnessed the faithfulness of God. Joshua was one of the original 12 spies that went into Canaan land. And only him and Caleb came back and said, we can do this. And remember they were shut down and said, we can't. But only Joshua and Caleb, they were only two of the original 12 that ultimately went into the promised land. And so for 110 years, the servant of the Lord, he had seen God's faithfulness. 
He had been fed by the man of God. But here's another twist to that. Not only had Joshua seen the faithfulness of God, God had seen the faithfulness of Joshua. And a lot of times we don't recognize that. But God paid attention. And that was one of the reasons he was called the servant of the Lord. Because God watched how faithful he was and what he did. And if you go back and look, when Moses died, Joshua, or Father God said to Joshua, you're my boy now. You're going to lead him in. And it freaked Joshua out. In Joshua 1, that's where the Lord spoke to him on, uh, numerous times and said, you're going to have to be strong and of good courage. And Joshua did. Now go with me to the last book of the Old Testament. Malachi chapter 3. I want you to see some things in here today. Malachi chapter 3, the very last book. The faithfulness of God, guys. Something begins to happen when we just continually remind ourselves of His faithfulness. I'm going to read from the New, the, the New King James where I've been reading, but I'm going to read part of this in the message so you can get this. And if you don't get anything today, get this, okay? Malachi 3, verse 16. Then those who feared the Lord, they spoke to one another. Where it says those who feared the Lord, the message says those, who, those whose lives honored God. Now when people know that what they're doing is sin and they continually to do it anyhow, one of the main reasons they continue to do it is because they don't fear God. To fear God is to obey God. Now, this is big in America right now. We want the things of God. We want the blessings of God. We want the security of God. But I don't want to fear God. I'll live however I want. And when I live however I want, it's a lack of fear of the Lord. So let's read this whole verse. Then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord listened, and he heard them. So I have to ask myself this question. Why did God listen and hear them? Because they feared him. So could we really say it this way? If I don't fear God, then does he not listen and hear me? What did it say right there? Just read the Bible. He listened and he heard them because they feared him. So many times we want the blessings and the promises of God, but we want to excuse our responsibility. A little different, isn't it? Verse 17, or verse 16, the second part. So a book of remembrance was written before him, for those who fear the Lord and who meditate, reverence, or esteem His name. So a book of remembrance was written before God. So just as Joshua told the Israelites at Gilgal, he said, Listen, I want you to take these stones and let them be a continual remembrance to us. Here Father God gets over, and they write a book of remembrance to Him, and whose name is in that? Those ones who fear him. 
those ones who live for him. So when you studied people's lives like Joshua in the Bible, guys, it wasn't coincidence that he was called the servant of the Lord. It happened for a reason. Joshua feared God. What about me? What about you? Verse 17. They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts, on that day that I make them my jewels, my special treasure, and I will spare them as a man spares his own son who serves him. Now listen to these verses here in the message. Then those whose lives honored God got together and they talked it over. God saw what they were doing and listened in. A book was opened in God's presence, and minutes were taken of the meeting with the names of the God-fearers written down, all the names of those who honored God's name. And the God of the angel army said, They're mine, all mine. They'll get special treatment when I go into action. I'll treat them with the same consideration and kindness that parents give the child who honors them. That's interesting, isn't it? Now look at the last verse there, verse number 18. Then they shall again discern between the righteous and the wicked. How will they discern between the righteous and the wicked? Between the one who serves God, who does the right thing, and the one who does not serve God, the one who doesn't. You see this, guys, when you tie it all in? This is Joshua to a T. When he died, they said this was the servant of the Lord. And this is what we all got to understand here. So what's the significance of Gilgal, guys? The significance of Gilgal is we always got to remember, he's a faithful God. Just as we sang earlier, Yahweh, Yahweh, faithful God. But also, the question right, what about me? How faithful am I to God? And a lot of times we have this mentality, I'm a, I'm a saint on Sunday, but the rest of the week I do whatever I want. We're missing it. We're missing it. And I believe right now that God still takes notes and minutes of the ones that are faithful, the ones that fear Him, the ones that live for Him every day. Thank you for listening to the podcast. For more information, visit faithchurchlubbock.com.